you want to give love to the city, that's a fact. But you're going to need help if you want to make an impact. Well endowed, you want to be well endowed with the Edmonton community. Things really happen when you find that you're well endowed. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Well Endowed Podcast. I'm Elizabeth Longink. And I'm Andrew Paul. This podcast is brought to you by Edmonton Community Foundation, and we are a proud affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. Edmonton is full of generous donors who've created endowment funds at ECF. These funds generate money to support charities in Edmonton and beyond. On this podcast, we share stories about how these funds help strengthen our community, because it's good to be well endowed. On this episode, we find out how Nature Alberta champions the conservation of Alberta's natural environment. Nature Alberta is a nonprofit organization that represents a community connected by a love of nature. Their members include individuals and more than 40 member clubs dedicated to environmental care. Each of those clubs has a niche focus in nature. While one club will focus on bird watching, another might focus on butterfly surveying or horticulture. With so many different clubs and people doing their specialized work to support the environment, Nature Alberta acts as a hub where all these passionate groups can connect and collaborate. Nature Alberta also acts as a unified voice for naturalists to advocate for environmental conservation. And this year, they are celebrating their 50th anniversary. Our correspondent, Aubriana Snow, spoke with two people from the Nature Alberta team to learn more. Allow us to introduce you to Stephanie Weisenbach and Richard Snyder. I'm Stephanie Weisenbach, the Nature Network Coordinator with Nature Alberta. I started with Nature Alberta in February, and I'm really excited to be a part of this community connected by a love of nature to just further our appreciation of nature and and spread our enthusiasm. It's amazing um, what this very passionate community is able to do. And I'm really excited to be a part of it. I'm Richard Schneider. I'm executive director with Nature Alberta. I've been in this position for a year and a half, I guess now. Uh, My background is that I'm a conservation biologist uh, working here in Alberta for just over 25 years now. I'm I'm edging into retirement, so uh, I'm probably going to, you know, finish off here with Nature Alberta. What kind of inspired you to um, get in the position that you currently are? I've always been really inspired by the outdoors and to follow my passion Nature enthusiasm is such an easy passion to spread and and share with others. I find it a really amazing opportunity, especially with the, through our Nature Kids program, where we get to connect young families to nature. And it might be their first experience really delving into the intricacies and an amazing world that it is outside around us. And it's just a really amazing place to be. Yeah, that's super cool. And it is so inspiring to be able to uh, kind of engage in that work, I think, especially with kids. Are, are you able to tell me a little bit more about what Nature Alberta does, um, both the kids' uh, education side as well as uh, your other operations? Sure. So, I mean, there's two ways to approach this. There's the history and there's what we do now. Anyway, we have several themes uh, of priority things that we do. I guess touching on the history, the reason why, you know, Nature Alberta came into existence in the first place 
was that uh, six of the nature clubs around the province 50 years ago uh, came together and decided they needed a provincial voice. Uh, they wanted to have a, an umbrella organization that could speak for all of them. And that's where at the time it was called the Federation of Alberta Naturalists came into being. And so over time, the organization has grown and we continue to serve as that umbrella organization for all these clubs. Our name now is Nature Alberta, but it's still basically a federation of nature clubs. And so that carries on as one of our core themes today is supporting and promoting the various nature clubs all, all around the province from north to south. To that end, we've kind of ramped up uh, our efforts in the, that coordination role. Of, of almost a year ago now, we started something we're calling the Nature Network, where technology really is one thing that's helped out. We, we're you know using Zoom and things like that to host speakers. You know the way clubs work a lot of time, and especially in the winter, uh, you know there's no birding going on, uh, people will go to talks every month to their local club and, uh, you know, listen to a speaker and chat and go home. Well, you know, if you're up in Grand Prairie, it's hard to get speakers and the audience is fairly small. So what we've come up with this idea is a, a provincial scale speaker network. And so now we have a speaker series. It's open to everyone. You know, all, all the nature clubs and their members can sign on. And of course, the, you know, the number of people joining is, is far greater than it has been, you know, in, in a traditional room setting. So things like that are efforts that we're making to help bind clubs together. We support them by giving them profile like in our Nature Alberta magazine. And there's a a library of resources and a forum where people can interact and ask questions. So a bunch of supportive efforts that go on, you know, in terms of, of helping these nature clubs. So that is, is a core theme that's run through from day one and it continues to be important today. The other one, a major theme that we have is nature education. So our audience is provincial. We speak to Albertans, nature enthusiasts in particular, and we deliver to them a combination of uh, educational materials. So if you look at the magazine, it's available for free to everyone now. It used to be sort of a perk of membership, but it's a tremendous amount of effort that goes into producing it just didn't make sense to keep it behind a wall, you know, where only a few people could see it. So now if you go onto our website under publications, there's a magazine link where you can just jump on. There's no cost. In the magazine, we feature articles on Alberta species and ecosystems. If you want to learn about, you know, nature in Alberta, this is the place. There is nothing comparable by, by anyone else that uh, explores and explains uh, our natural world here in this part of the world. And it also has a, a conservation bent. We, we try to get articles that are written by, by experts in the field. So there was a professor at University of Alberta, Augustana campus who spent her lifetime working on beavers and wrote an article about their life and what they do and how important they are in ecosystem stuff like that. So that we have articles like that. And then we have conservation articles that say, you know, there's a problem. I just wrote one on the proposed increase in forest harvesting and what are the implications and how that's kind of abandoning what we've we've done as a province. We've made a lot of headway in improving forestry over the last couple of decades and that's being unwound. So we have articles that talk about conservation issues and and so on. That is kind of our flagship educational product. So that is a the, the second key theme is is that nature education and, and conservation. 
And then the third thing is that uh, we run programs and outreach programs. So today, our main program is one called Nature Kids. So we're trying to expose, you know, the next generation to nature in Alberta. We, we have kind of events. Most of that's happening here in Edmonton, but there are other chapters in other cities. And again, we're working to increase that presence. There's one in Grand Prairie in, in Calgary, and we're tr- trying to just boost that whole thing. But the program is about having little events like a family nature night something we do here in Edmonton for example where we have over 100 parents and kids come for an evening with an expert as a theme you know fish or trees or whatever and they get to do hands-on exploration and have a good time and learn about nature and encourage them to be part of our community so I, I think that's the, the you know, those three parts of serving the clubs and supporting the clubs nature education at the provincial scale through magazine and, and internet and then programs that we have staff that actually run and engage uh, with people uh, one-on-one. The Nature Kids program is so much fun. This summer, we got to have family nature nights again after taking a break in 2020 because of COVID restrictions. This summer, we hosted five amazing events where we invited young families and anyone who wanted to learn more about nature into Edmonton Parks as well as a Red Deer Park. And we um, had experts from our amazing member clubs and other organizations in the community who led nature walks, birding bingos, tree planting. And one of my favorite events had the Cold Lake Fisheries brought a trailer full of trout and they were able to put in buckets, fill them with water and put trout into the buckets. And the kids got to come up and touch the trout or try and pick them up. And the most amazing sound of kids screaming, trying to pick up a slippery fish. It's such a powerful experience to be able to share those experiences with with young families and create a positive experience with nature that will nourish a long-lasting positive relationship with nature that will lead to more nature appreciation and conservation as well. A little bit more of a personal question, I guess. Could you tell me a little bit about what Nature Alberta has meant to you? The idea of nature education is close to my heart, a sub-core theme of my career. I've always sat on that interface between policy and uh, science. So the research I did was a lot of it was in policy like caribou. Uh, You know, we've got the biology, but how does that translate into what we should be doing as far as forestry or, you know, road construction, things like that. Looking at conservation from very much a... um, in practice, there's the theory of conservation. There are all kinds of models and things, but it's really different in the real world where it's it's messy and it's all about people and different groups with different agendas. And so building a bridge between those groups and how policy gets implemented and actually produces some change. It's really easy, for example, to write a plan about where you should put a new park because it has all the right features and the right species. But those kind of things end up being pieces of paper on a shelf that never get read and nothing ever happens. 
my thinking is you've got to do things that make a difference, that nature has been improved in some way because of your actions. And so I spent quite a bit of time at the U of A in that. And as I said, kind of nearing retirement, uh, I was with the director of Nature Alberta, and uh, it seemed to fit really well with you know my interests and abilities and so on as far as uh, being a place that I thought I could do something good in terms of, especially the magazine is something I spend a lot of my time on. I feel I am doing something good by helping, you know, that's broader scientific community. We, we interact with biologists in the field and, you know, we get them to write grad students doing work uh, on something neat. We get them to write and then promote that through the magazine. So I feel that is, is worthwhile without awareness and understanding of problems and con uh, concerns and also just celebrating what we have in terms of our national history, right? For example, we've started an image library. I, it's something I led. Uh, we've got over 2,000 images because there's a community of photographers in Alberta. They love going out and spending hours in the muck. There's a fellow, he just loves photographing muskrats. So we, we've you know, featured him. How does he get these pictures? They're amazing photographs because he spends hours there. Well, there's a whole community of people like that. They, they'll, they'll drive for hours to get a picture of a certain bird. And they're great photographers. There's a fellow that spends 200 days of the year in his truck on the forestry trunk road. He's got grizzly bear photos. Like, I mean, it looks like he's right there. And I'm trying to marry the work of these people who, I mean, what do they do with their photographs? They put them on Facebook and they get some likes. I mean, what I say is, look, give us your photographs. We're going to put them in the magazine and elsewhere and use that to, again, help People celebrate what we have, like the National Geographic of Alberta. You have a, a window into the beauty of, of our province and, and the wildlife that inhabits this great area and ramp up that interest in, in our province's natural history and then put in the stuff about the concerns. What are the issues? And, you know, I, I think that's a worthwhile endeavor and, and uh, something I'm quite, quite happy doing. What do you hope for the future of Nature Alberta in the next 50 years, maybe? We actually went through a rough period in 2008, you know, with the Great Recession and so on. We do depend a lot on grants, foundation grants. We, we get donations, you know, from members and member fees and so on, too. But, you know, we like almost all smaller conservation organizations, foundations are pretty important and that money dried up. And so there was uh, definitely an implosion in the size of the staff and, and what could be done. And so uh, we've been going through a rebuilding phase, and I feel quite positive about the direction we've we've come. You know, we seem to be a, in a very strong growth phase now. We've got uh, some really good people. I'm so proud of uh, you know uh, helping us as a team. Right, it's 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 a group of people that makes this work. And our, our hope, one of our, our things is to grow that Nature Kids program. So, you know, we've got it humming really well in Edmonton. That's, you know, where our home base is, uh, but uh, not as well in other cities. And so what I would see in the next couple of years is we're going to put in a lot of effort and see that flourish in, in all across the province, at least, you know, in centers that are big enough to, to support this. So, so I see that going forward as an important step. We're growing our awareness of the magazine as uh, it went through a whole overhaul. You know, like I said, something I, I personally have put in uh, a lot of interest in. And so a year and a half ago, it went through a whole redesign 
and it's attracting increasing attention. Every issue right, seems to grab a, a larger audience and our member base or the supporters keeps growing. So I, I, my aim is to you know, reach a larger and larger proportion of Albertans. There's a, a lot of folks out there, you know, out of the 4 million, whatever Albertans, we're only reaching a, a very small number of them. Now is a great opportunity to reach out farther. And, and ultimately it is the public that's going to drive any positive change. We've seen that with the coal and we've seen that with the parks. So having engagement with the public and getting to them to you know, embrace and cherish what we have and, and then write in when the time comes to, to, to stop problematic things from happening uh, is critical. And I think our ability to do that is, is growing and, and I, I see a great positive future there. Uh, and lastly, I'll say for the future is in the summer, our thing is getting interaction with people. So it keeps us really busy. Now we're moving into fall we start that speaker series. That's really cool, right? To, to be able to reach the whole province. The number of clubs, we want to double that, you know, over the next year. And, you know, we could have a hundred clubs, I think, in a couple of years from now, because there are a lot of them as, as you know, I'm learning. There are a lot of little clubs I've, I've not even heard of. And, you know, why aren't they part of our family? And now that we have this nature network where we've got the infrastructure to kind of tie everybody together, I think that has great promise going forward. I think that... Nature Alberta has gone through a lot of changes recently with the pandemic and just with with the 50 years in general, a lot of our programs, very successful programs and, and projects, we've wrapped up in, and we have a lot to show for those successes. And I'm really excited about the amazing potential that Nature Alberta has moving forward with our network of nature clubs and move into new space and finding those connections digitally and and enabling that appreciation and conservation in in new ways so i'm really excited to be a part of moving forward into our next 50 successful years so was there anything that you wanted folks to know um, just in general about nature alberta or anything you think i missed out on asking Sure. Um, so I did also want to talk about our amazing um, supporting nature and biodiversity in urban yards checklist. It's been very popular recently and everyone wants to get their hands on this charming little booklet that we've created that has a very comprehensive checklist and it really delves into beneficial management practices to better understand and support nature in your very own backyard. There's a really um, comprehensive look at how to benefit birds in your yard through preventing window strikes and keeping cats from predating them. That's kind of very well-known things, but also really important information about even the placement and maintenance of nest boxes or bird feeders and baths that you put out. There's also a full section on attracting pollinators, which we all know is so important for our food and pollinating and, and making sure that we protect our many bee species that are native to North America. So providing that pollinator garden space. Um, there's information about creating underground bumblebee houses where they might take refuge and things like that. There's lots of information in this checklist. It's available for free on our website under our publications checklist section. 
Um, and it covers everything from birds, pollinators, how to also benefit amphibians and reptiles and bats in your very own yard and interacting with urban wildlife and composting and landscaping and gardening for increasing the biodiversity in our very own yards and connecting with nature in our own yard is, is so important and will add to the conservation of species and our natural spaces in Alberta. So I wanted to bring a little bit of awareness to that as well. Thanks to Aubriana Snow for bringing us this story and a big thanks to Stephanie Weisenbach and Rick Snyder for sharing their time with us. If you'd like to find out more about Nature Alberta, including how to become a member, you can check out their website at naturealberta.ca. They also have a fund with us at Edmonton Community Foundation, which is another great way to support them. And if you donate to their fund before the end of the year, your donation will be matched two to one through the Endowment Matching Program for Environmental Organizations. So this year, when you donate to the Nature Alberta Fund, you're giving even more. Just to give an example, a donation of $20 becomes $60 with the two to one match. We'll have a link to their fund in our show notes, along with more links to their website and other information. Plus, we'll have links to other environmental funds that currently benefit from this matching program. And while you're checking out all those links, don't forget to check out our upcoming grant deadlines to see if you could be eligible for funding. Well, that brings us to the end of the show. Thanks so much for sharing your time with us. We appreciate it. If you enjoyed the show, share it with everyone you know. And if you have time, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Those reviews help new listeners find our show. You can also find us on Facebook, where you can share your thoughts and see some pictures. Thanks again for tuning in. We've been your hosts, Elizabeth Bonking and Andrew Paul. Until, Until next, next time. time. The Well Endowed Podcast is produced by Edmonton Community Foundation and is an affiliate member of the Alberta Podcast Network. The show is edited by Lisa Pruden. You can visit our website at thewellendowedpodcast.com. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And follow us on Twitter at the ECF. Our theme music is by Octavo Productions. And as always, don't forget to visit Edmonton Community Foundation at ecfoundation.org. Well Endowed.